0: Welcome to spring. Happy Easter. Let's honk our horns and flash our lights for (laughs) Taylor. Awesome. Thank you so much. So, I'm going to do a short children's time, but adults listen up too because God is always speaking to us. So, Easter is my favorite holiday ever. And you might be wondering, why Easter, even over Christmas? Well, I will tell you. Is it because I love chocolate, or I love Easter egg hunts, or I love pretty Easter dresses? Though I do love all of those things, that is not why Easter is my favorite holiday. Easter is, in my opinion, the best day of the whole year, because we celebrate that Jesus once was dead, and now he's alive. And I think that's the best news ever. So I'm gonna read one of my favorite Easter stories from the Jesus Storybook Bible. And if you've heard it before, have fun listening to it again because God is always speaking to us. Okay, this story is called God's Wonderful Surprise. Jesus's friends were sad. They would never see their best friend again. How could this happen? Wasn't Jesus the rescuer, the king God had promised? It wasn't supposed to end like this. Yes, but who ever said anything about the end? Just before sunrise, on the third day, God sent an earthquake and an angel from heaven. When the guards saw the angel, they fell down in fright. The angel rolled the huge stone away, sat on top of it, and waited. At the first glimmer, Mary and other women headed to the tomb to wash Jesus. The early morning sun slanted through ancient olive trees. Glittering on leaves and grasses, little tears everywhere. The friends walked quietly along the hilly path through the olive groves until they reached the tomb. And a tomb is where dead people are put. And immediately noticed something odd. It was wide open. They peered through the opening into the dark tomb. But wait, Jesus' body was gone. And something else. A shining man was there with clothes made from lightning. Don't be scared, the angel said. But they couldn't help it. They screamed anyway. I would scream too. The angel asked them, what are you doing here? This is a tomb, and tombs are for dead people. The women couldn't speak. Jesus isn't dead anymore, he said. He's alive again. And their hearts leapt and then the angel laughed with such gladness that they felt for a moment as if they had woken from a horrible nightmare the other women rushed home but Mary stayed behind how could it be true Jesus was definitely dead how could he be alive just then Mary heard someone else in the garden Perhaps it's the gardener, she thought. He'll know where Jesus' body is. I don't know where Jesus is, Mary said urgently. I can't find him. But it was all right. Jesus knew where she was and he had found her. Mary, only one person said her name like that. She could hear her heart thumping. She turned around. She could just make out a figure. She shaded her eyes to see and thought she might be dreaming, but she wasn't dreaming. She was seeing Jesus. Mary fell to the ground. Sudden tears filled her eyes and great sobs shook her whole body. And all she wanted in that moment was to cling to Jesus and to never let go. You'll be able to hold on to me later, Mary, Jesus said gently, and you'll be able to always be close to me. But now go and tell the others that I'm alive. Mary ran and ran and ran all the way to the city. She had never run so fast or run so far in all her life. She felt she could have run forever. She didn't even feel like her feet touched the ground. The sun seemed to be dancing and gleaming and bounding across the sky, racing with her and shining brighter than she'd ever seen it. And it seemed to her that morning as she ran, almost as if the whole world had been made anew, almost as if the whole world was singing for joy. The trees, tiny sounds in the grass, the birds, her heart. Was God really making everything new? Was he really making everything sad come untrue? She couldn't wait to tell Jesus's friends. They won't believe it, she laughed. She was right, of course. So thank you for listening to this Easter story. And I want you to have so much fun today with your chocolate eggs and with your Easter egg hunts. And I also want you to remember that the reason Easter is the best day of the whole year is because Jesus once was dead and now he's alive. And because Jesus is alive, we don't have to be so afraid of death or of sickness or of pain or of sin because Jesus loved us so much that he died on the cross for us and he didn't stay there, but God rose him again. And so because of that, we can be with God in heaven forever. And God's unstoppable, unshakable love will always be with us. So praise Jesus. And please join me in prayer to end this time. Jesus, thank you for loving us and never leaving us. Thank you for rising from the dead and proclaiming victory over death. We love you, Jesus, and we can't wait to celebrate you this Easter. Amen
1: you give out simple instructions all right you guys well happy Easter it's the uh, Super Bowl for Christians and uh, we are so glad you're here joining us online or joining us in the parking lot as those of you online could hear uh, so we have a tradition at Living Spring and uh, we, we, we model the tradition of, um, of what's happening all over the world. All over the world, churches are gathering, and somebody will say, He is risen, and then they will say, He is risen indeed. So we're going to do that one first. So I can't hear you in your cars, which is fine. I can't hear you at home, which is fine. But uh, wherever you are, if I'm going to say, He is risen, and you say, He is risen indeed. Ready? He is risen. Ooh. I I could even hear part of the cars okay good okay then at Living Spring we do this thing because people don't usually say indeed like like they don't celebrate that way like I got a raise I got a raise indeed Um, so we say at Living Spring dude that's awesome because that's kind of what we'd say like he's risen so I'm gonna do that and then you say dude that's awesome okay ready so he is risen dude that's awesome (laughs) Hey, you were supposed to roll down your window Uh, that's, that's, that is great. Okay. So now we've got a third way because the people who are listening to us right now, uh, can't, can't, I can't hear them. So I'm going to say he is risen and they're going to honk their horns. Okay. Ready? So here we go. He is risen. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. By the way, they're also instructed that if they say amen, they just flash their lights at me. So, um, uh, cause they'll, I know all these people, and they'll just keep honking the whole sermon. But we are we are super glad you're here, and uh, we uh, are excited to be outside. We we tried to do it where we have a uh, um, uh, out, outdoor and transmit through FM because at Living Spring for your church wherever you're going, uh, it's hard when you're not together, and that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. I'm going to talk about Jesus and what He left us when he left and how important that is. And then we're going to talk about the importance um, of the resurrection itself. Jesus was out with his disciples and they were at a region called Caesarea Philippi, which was a coastal city. And um, it was very diverse and, um, you know, really uh, affluent there. And uh, he pulls the disciples aside and he says, he says this, who do people say the son of man is? And that, that, Son of man is just a messianic term. Who do do people say the son of man is? And they replied and they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah or, or one of the prophets. And then Jesus asked this question that I think he would ask of you and anyone you know. Jesus said, what about you? Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? I mean, it's great to have, you know, somebody, you know, somebody and all this kind of stuff. But as you, as you sit and I don't know all your stories, but as you sit and watch me or listen to me or what have you, this is the question Jesus has for you. Who, who is he really for you? Is he just a good teacher? Is he a good man? Is he, who who is he? Because the resurrection is a game changer for how you see Jesus. So Simon Peter actually gets it right. He says, uh, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus, this is important to, to uh, Jesus. And so he says, um, uh, ble- Oh, whoops, sorry. Uh, Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. There's something about, there's something mystical, there's something faith filled, there's something spirit filled, when all of a sudden Jesus becomes something different than just a good teacher. There's something that happens when you end end up handing over your life to him to say, now you've become my master. You've become my Messiah. And this happens through this uh, amazing thing through faith where our heavenly father actually joins with us and it becomes revealed to us. And many of us that I know at Living Spring and of churches all around and believers that I know There was a time, a specific time, when their eyes were opened. And they said, oh, I think I get it now. I think I believe. For some people, it was they raised their hand. Some people, they were prayed over. Some people, uh, I know, just all of a sudden, one day went, I think I believe. (laughs) And this is what's happened. It was revealed to you, not by flesh and blood, but by your heavenly Father. But then he goes on and he says something different because it would be nice if that were just the end of it all. Okay, good. You believe? Great. Excellent. You know, your faith is your faith and have a good day. And now that you know Jesus, go go and hang out with Jesus. But the first thing Jesus says after Peter proclaims this faith is this. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church one of the first things that jesus has given us is church that's hard to believe isn't it because don't you think of church as like the institution don't you think of church sometimes some, some of you who might be watching me uh, online right now you 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 left the church because you didn't like church you thought it would be good to just get away from all those church people i get it sometimes i want to get away from the church people, and I'm the pastor. I totally understand. But there's something interesting about this. Jesus says it's his church that those who follow, are followers of Christ will be part of a gathering. That's all church means. We've taken it to mean a building and pews or whatever or an organ or lights and all those things. And those things are important. But the Greek word for church is just ekklesia. A popular meeting, especially a religious congregation or Christian community of people on earth or saints in heaven. An assembly of people, listen to this, convened at a public place of council for the purpose of deliberating. I love that. Church doesn't mean everybody believes the same thing. Church doesn't mean everybody looks the same. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. The beauty of the church is that we come to a, I see that, amen, thank you, that we come to church, we come to a gathering, and we break through all those things. We break through ethnic barriers. We break through cultural barriers. We break through socioeconomic barriers. We break through gender barriers. That's what it is. it's basically the gathering. Church is the gathering. Now what's happened, what ends up happening is Peter makes this amazing statement that Jesus is the Messiah, and uh, Jesus is excited and all these different things, but Peter, um, Jesus goes on to explain what's going to happen, like, yes, I'm the Messiah, you know, great job, Peter and um, but here's the thing, I'm going to have to suffer and die at the hands of sinners. And Peter says, no way, that's never going to happen. I'm not, I'm not going to let that happen. And Jesus, right after saying, blessed are you, uh, Peter, uh, son of Jonah, he says, get thee behind me, Satan. And whether you're new to the Bible or not, you could probably figure out that if Jesus tells you to get behind him, Satan, uh, you probably made a mistake, Okay. And so this is exactly what happens. Jesus predicts his own death. Jesus predicts his own resurrection. And today we celebrate the fact that he pulled it off. And so he goes goes through the beating. He goes through the crucifixion. He goes through the humiliation and and the uh, people accusing him. He's innocent. And yet he's been... Shown guilty. He hangs on the cross. And he breathes his last. And the last words he says. Is it is finished. Some translations say. Paid in full. That's what he says on the cross. Paid in full. And at that point. At that point. The disciples lost everything. Those. Having the storm calmed for them while they're fishing, gone. Uh, Not having enough to eat, and so Jesus just whips up a little something, something for uh, 5,000 people, gone. They see a blind man, and that's gone. The healing of the blind man's gone for them. It's all gone for them. People with leprosy, you can't see them healed anymore. It's gone. It's all gone. Kind of the rock star status they had, like for them, the economy was good, that's gone. Everything that was important to them is gone when Jesus hangs on the cross. For some of us, we're going through that same thing. For me, right now, and just a very small way, uh, the NBA playoffs, gone. (laughs) Those are gone for me. Uh, spring baseball's gone, the Olympics are gone, funerals, gone, weddings, gone. Some people had weddings planned all during this time, and the virus has taken that away. Graduations, you work all that time, that graduation's gone. Going to the gym, gone. If you're in a knitting group, gone. School, school, gone. The Boston Marathon, the Masters, going out to eat, Gone. Getting your nails did, gone. Youth sports, gone. Concerts, gone. The DMV, well, I guess there is a bright side. Gone. No, I'm just, I'm just playing about that. <laughs> if you, anyone works in the DMV, I, that, was a, that was a terrible joke. But this is, a, this is the state we're in. This state of fear, of unknown. Well, the disciples were in that same thing. And so let me just read what happens. On the first day of the week, Jesus had been dead and buried very early in the morning. So they had to wait through the Sabbath. The woman took spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. Now this is really comical. So what happened was everything had to be done very quickly because the Sabbath was coming. So the men wrapped Jesus up and and put him in the tomb. And I can just picture the men coming back. Ah, man, we made it. We made it home just before the Sabbath. And the women are like, wait, you wrapped, you wrapped Jesus up? Like, what, what, what spices did you use? Like, did you use the spices you were supposed to use? Ah, I don't know. We had some pepper in the cupboard, and Josiah had some cinnamon. And, uh, and you, so you see the women very early in the morning, like, we got to fix this, man. That's what it looks like to me. Sometimes I read just a tad too much into the Bible. But uh, so they had prepared... Uh, and went to the tomb. I read it like this. The woman took spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone uh, rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. Do you know why? Because he predicted his own death and his own resurrection, and he pulled it off. That is the Jesus that I believe that I follow. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. They were Charger fans, I suppose. I don't know. Man, it's so hard when you're just telling jokes to nothing. I need a honk horn. Horn honk. There we go. Okay, good. Okay, that's much better. (laughs) Okay. So watch this. In their fright... The women bowed down with their faces to the ground. And he, oh man, he says this. They say this. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you look for the living among the dead? As I talk to people about what's going on with this virus, as I talk to them about just the different changes that are coming in their life, one of the number one things that they talk about is I I think I need to change my priorities. I think I need to adjust my lifestyle. The things that were so, so important just aren't that important anymore. And that's what fear does. That's what tragedy does. That's what uh, difficulty does. It makes you reassess what's really important. Is there things that in your life that you were looking for the living among the dead? A career, a, a, a power move or something else? And now I talk to a lot of people, and rightly so, where You know, their careers were going, 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 going. And now they're just happy to have a job. Whereas before it was never enough, never enough, never enough. And praise God that they do because some people are really, really hurting. Families become more important. Being together, game nights become more important. It's become a necessity. And so they ask them the same question. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here. He's risen. He's risen. Remember how he told you when he was still... Remember when he predicted his own death and resurrection? Well, guess what? He just pulled it off. He did it. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day, raised again. Then they remember his words. So, I gave you three ways to do it. Now you can do whatever you want. He is risen! (laughs) <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Good, good job. Okay. So they remembered his words. Now, what I did here, because this is really important. Okay, honey, I'll be home in a sec. Um, what, what, we, what I did here is I'm, I'm leaving the Luke um, uh, account, and I'm just inserting what comes right after that in Matthew. Because this is so beautiful to me. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. One of the reasons I'm a follower of Jesus, one, is because even in the midst of my fear, I don't know what's going to happen with the virus. I don't know how everything's going to work out. I'm not a scientist. I have no idea. But there's an underlying current of joy that I truly believe the Spirit of God gives me as a follower of Jesus. And, and I, just, I just love this because they hurry away from the tomb, afraid and, and filled with joy and ran to tell his disciples. Now we go back to the Luke version. When they came back from the tomb, they told these things to the 11 and to all the others. Do you know what they did first? When, G- when they saw that Jesus was risen, they went to church. They went to the gathering. They formed together. In many ways, we've taken church a lot of times as this place of information gathering. Pastor, you study the Bible, come up with something um, uh, uh, that that I can understand, that enlightens me, and maybe even makes me feel a little guilty sometimes. I'm okay with that. It makes me feel like I I know what's going on, whatever, or inspiring or whatever, and then I'll, I'll go home. But as we see through this virus, Or we can't go out to eat anymore. We can't go uh, to the movies anymore. We can't go to concerts anymore. And we can't gather anymore. My prayer is that when this is all over, um, that we will come to long for the gathering. Not just because you need to go to church. That's not my point at all. But that there would be this idea of the gathering. And so here's what happens it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told the apostles. And this what happens. But they did not believe the woman, women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. For those who are... At Living Spring, we have a, a, a saying, a motto uh, that's on our website. Belong, believe, be changed. At our church, it is not necessary that you believe in order to belong. We have people at Living Spring that believe all sorts of different ways about all sorts of different things, and that's fine. You can belong before you believe. We have people at Living Spring who don't even know yet if they believe in God, okay? But they can, they can belong. But that middle one, believe... I feel very strongly that I want you to believe some things. And for you, when we get to the belief things, it might seem like nonsense. And I get that. I mean, think of the gospel story. It's the, the good news story. Uh, first, you have to believe in God. There's a God. And then um, and then God created the heavens and the earth. You have to believe that God created the heavens and the earth. And maybe he did it in seven days. Maybe he did it in millions of years. I, I have no idea. I'm, I, I'm not... The point is that he created, that God, so, uh, that God created everything. So you have to believe in God. You have to believe that he created everything. And then humans come, and they only have one rule. <laughs> don't eat the fruit. But they're just like me. They probably like got up to it, got as close as they could to it. They probably like, put their hand, like, don't touch it, don't touch it, just put it, and like, just to see, is it warm, like, what's going on? And they eat the fruit, and they all of a sudden— they feel things they've never felt before. Fear, anxiety, shame. They feel all these things. And so then there's separation. And so then God has to create a sacrifice and, and all these diff- the sacrificial system and all those things. And then you need to believe that, uh, that it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit up in heaven. And all of a sudden, the Son portion of God says, I'm going to go down as a human baby And I'm going to grow up and live, show everybody what it's like to do humanity in perfection. I understand that that might seem like nonsense. But here's my prayer for you, because this is what happened to me. As I began to look through the scriptures, as I began to experience um, who Jesus really was, as I began to um, open myself to the idea that this might be real, this might be true that God did come down in the form of a man and that he did heal and he did perform miracles and he did love and he did have compassion and he did break through molds. And he did determine his own death and resurrection and then pull it off. There's just too much evidence. The church should not even exist right now. The gathering, there was such fierce persecution. Somebody had to have seen something that allowed it to proceed. My prayer for you is that what might seem like nonsense at some time in your life comes to make sense. It's too late for me. I can't go back. I've experienced too much of the work of Jesus in my life. Peter, however, got up. I don't know if there was something in him that said, wait a minute. This might actually be true. He ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself, what was that all about? What was that all about? I don't know where you are in your journey. Uh, And it is a journey. I don't know if you've just newly kind of thought, hey, we're at home, we'll go online and we'll watch church. We used to go to church and now you're back or you're just like a full-on believer, there's nothing I could say to even convince you not to follow Jesus, you're going to do it. But for those of you who, who are deep thinkers and you think, man, I just have a hard time wondering about it, I have a hard time believing this, I would just push back. Continue walking towards what you think Jesus is. Because at the end of the day, He's going to change your life. He's changed mine. He's changed countless people's lives that I know of. And so what I want to do is this. As as, um, Taylor comes back up, um, I want to lead you in a prayer. I want to lead us all in a prayer. And uh, basically this prayer, and yours might be different than than mine, but it's just an acknowledgement of, look, Christ came, he died, he was buried, and he rose again. And it's that resurrection power that I want to have in my own life. And it's that trying to do it on my own, where I'm trying to think of all the different priorities that are now getting realigned for me. And I, I look forward and I go, man, you know what? I don't do human, humanity very well. And I want to get better at that. I, I, there's parts in my life that are, bring sin and shame and brokenness. I want to be healed. There are places that I have chains tied around me, and I want to be free. That's what Jesus does. So in the comfort of your car or in your home or whatever, I'm just going to lead us into a prayer. There's nothing magical about the prayer, but Jesus hears it. And it basically, we say this, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins and thank you that we can your resurrection lord i want to follow you with all of my heart all of my mind all of my soul and all of my strength i want to give you my life god would you help me to follow through with that forgive me in jesus name amen for some of you that prayed that prayer I want some give you some ways to get in touch with us if you want Uh, one we have an online prayer that's from 7 to 8 on Monday Wednesday and Friday you just go to the website livingspring.com and um, you scroll down to the website you'll be put in a waiting room until I pull you out of the waiting room for obvious reasons if you want to email a pastor you can email pastors at livingspring.com and one of our pastors We'll get back to you. If you want to stay up with us with text alerts, you can text LSC, Living Spring Church, to 31996. If you want to talk to a pastor, you can call 714-584-4144. You can join us on Facebook Live at 1015 every Sunday. And then to submit a prayer request, if you need prayer for anything, prayer at livingspring.com. We can't gather right now. We can't be the church. But I would encourage you, if you know somebody, they don't even have to go to this church, check up on them throughout the week. Just call each other, email each other, text each other. I'm going to pray for us, and Taylor's going to lead us in one last song talking about the resurrection power. Lord God, pray for those who heard your message, the gospel, the good news, that you're on our side, that we can hand you our brokenness, we can hand you our infirmities, we can hand you our fear and our anxiety and our shame, and you just take it. You nail it to the cross. We pray you replace that with the resurrection power in us, that the resurrected King would be resurrecting me. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, whether you prayed that prayer or not, went away wondering to himself what had happened. I would just hope that you'll never stop wandering. You'll never start, stop thinking about it. Could this really be true? I'm gonna lead us in a blessing. Uh, remember there's ways to contact us to keep in touch uh, and um, and then we'll, after the blessing, we'll have one more. He is risen. <clears throat> now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray you would go in his peace in his joy and his strength and in his love. In Jesus' name, amen. He is risen. <laughs>